Find Her by Lisa Gardner is an intricately plotted, tightly written thrill ride with a unique and memorable protagonist. In a world where hundreds of new books are released every day, how can readers find yours? I'm Stephen Campbell. I'm the CEO of Camven Media. What we do is provide digital assets and strategies to help authors find and keep new readers and fans. That's the way I pay the bills. But in this show, you and I indulge our shared love of mysteries and crime novels by spending time with the people who write them. Are you ready? Let's get this show rolling. Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring the authors of today's best books directly to you. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here with Lisa Gardner, the number one New York Times bestselling author of Find Her, which is out today. Lisa, welcome. Thank you very much for having me on the show. I've got to say thanks to you because I live in Florida and the weather was awful on Saturday. And I sat down Saturday morning to start your book. And I hate to say this because I know how long it takes to write a book, but I finished (laughs) it. But I finished it Saturday afternoon. I could not put it down. It was tremendous. Oh, yay. But yes, I always joke, it seems like the day after a book comes out, you get readers like, okay, when's the next one? It's like, who's <laughs> That must be awful. It, it's great because you want people to be that engaged with the book, but it's awful because it's another probably 364 days until the next one comes out. Yes. Well, I'm pleased to hear that Find Her was an excellent page turner for you and helped to avoid some awful weather. <laughs> it absolutely was. Let's talk, let's get started by talking a little bit about Flora Dane. She is a unique character. Yes. The inspiration for Find Her was, I have, as a suspense novelist, written a lot of books on, you know, what it what makes a criminal? Like, you know, how do you become a predator? Is it nature versus nurture? But Find Her was fascinating for me because it's one of the first books I've written exploring what makes a survivor, because that's fundamentally who Flora is. Five years ago, as a college student on spring break in Florida, she was kidnapped and held for over a year. She got to go home safe. She was recovered. This, in theory, five years later, is her happily ever after. So why doesn't she feel that way? And that's what we explore in the book, among among many other things. And, and I want to get to that whole survivorship thing that, that's sort of a theme of the book and everything that's involved in that, because it's something that we as, you know, we see these stories on TV all the time, yes. and we just see the happily ever after. Yes. Uh, we, we don't really think about the rest of it. So, I mean, that's something that you delve really deeply into with, with uh, Find Her. Most of my books have been inspired by true crime, and in the case of Finder, it has to do also with a relatively new unit created by the FBI called the Office of Victim Assistance. And it's this recognition that in these really huge sensational crimes we're seeing, the old rules of of law enforcement really don't apply. You know, when you've been kidnapped and you've been held for, say, 10 years in Columbus, Ohio, you know, being found, having the bad guy put in jail, it's not closure. It's not, and now the story's over. It's a new story is just beginning. And that becomes the situation in Finder. For is recovered. She is working with this special victim specialist, um, uh, Dr. Samuel Keynes, whose job is to help her kind of with reentry into society. You know, what is the new normal? But in interviewing with the victim specialist, it's also helping the survivors remember they are not victims. They are survivors. They did what they had to do. They coped. They're strong. But for Flora, 
But something easier said than done. So she's become <laughs> obsessed with self-defense. She is possibly now a vigilante. It seems like people who cross her path have a tendency to meet violent deaths. <laughs> there are some concerns about Flora. <laughs> <laughs> and she's very creative. We'll, we'll give her that. We learn how creative she is very early on in the book. And I, I don't want to give anything away, but uh, she's... She is very creative, and the idea that, that, as you said, she's possibly a vigilante, we just don't know. You keep exposing things uh, as the story goes along, the way a great thriller writer does, and it just keeps us turning the page because we want to figure this out, and then we want to figure that out, and then it's, oh, my God, you know, where are we going here, and I want to figure this out. I think one of the big appeals of Flora is she is a problem solver. I mean, she felt powerless once. She never wants to feel that way again. Now in Boston, a new college student has gone missing. You know, Flora's somewhat obsessed. If she can find this girl, maybe she can get her own happily ever after. And she's ready to do it. I mean, she has studied self-defense. She is self-reliant. She has studied really creative things you can do with garbage. <laughs> that can exactly. Keep you safe. And, you know, some of that research was really a lot of fun to do, but I think it kind of makes Flora also intriguing. She's kind of a MacGyver of self-defense. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and she's also, she has an, an interesting, there's some interesting family dynamics with her story as well. We see these stories and, and maybe we see the family on television, but we don't really understand what might be going on. And, and you paint a, a pretty vivid portrait of what might be going on behind the scenes when uh, a child is abducted. Yes, when I interviewed the victim specialist from the FBI, I mean, one of the things they really brought to light is in these major cases, the whole family is impacted. In fact, I ended up interviewing a mom whose daughter was found safe, and the analogy she used is it's, it's less like crime and almost more like cancer. It, mm-hmm. it takes over your entire life. I mean, these ordinary parents suddenly have to go on national news. Um, the FBI victim specialists are working with them. These are the clothes you need to wear. These are the, you know, talking points, because somewhere out there possibly tuning in is your child's kidnapper, and we need you to get this message across. I mean, as a mother myself, I can't even imagine that kind of pressure. And it's something we don't talk about enough on crime novels, you know, the whole family is often left out of the equation, and yet for any kind of kidnapping, abduction, these major terrorist attacks, the entire family is impacted. And that's something Flora is struggling with, too, a little bit of guilt. It's not just that she was kidnapped, but her whole family suffered because of it. Now, this book also involves a, a recurring character of yours, Detective D.D. Warren, and I'll, I'll have to admit right here that I've, I've not read any of the D.D. Warren books, and I also don't read jacket covers before I read the book, so <laughs> I, I didn't have any sense of whether this was part of a series or a standalone, and I was actually shocked after I finished the book to realize that D.D. Warren was a series character because it read purely like a standalone to me. And thank you very much, because that's always my goal. I like to bring back Detective Dee Dee Warren because fans love her. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, a great kind of aggressive, shamelessly workaholic detective. She's fun character. She says all the stuff most of us would never dream of saying. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, people, you know, even me as a reader, because I read a lot too, you catch books as you can. You 
you know, so you don't want it to be, if you've not read the other books in the series, you won't follow this book. You want it to be complete in its own right. But for fans of Dee Dee Warren, I think they'll enjoy getting to spend some time with her again. And and for, you know, most series books that I read, the, the story is about the series character. And in this case, it, it's really not. The story is about Flora and, and everything that's happened to her. And Dee Dee is, is sort of a supporting character in this story. Well, and it's somewhat my own little hybrid that I've backed into. I can't tell you that I have any master plan. But I think for me as a writer, I like to bring back characters readers like such mm-hmm. as Dee Dee Warren. But, you know, I'm going to spend the entire year writing the book that you just read in 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> so I need something new and interesting for me. And for me, that's always the fresh protagonist. And I do feel, even more than I really thought, this becomes Flora's story. And I think it's a really compelling story of a girl who survived the worst once, but is still trying to find her way back to herself. You know, what is happily ever after? What does this new life look like? And, and this is this is it's, it's interesting, and it's a challenge. I don't think listeners understand what a challenge it it is, or it can be, to explain a book in a way that makes it sound interesting without giving anything away. And you really danced around some things there, and you did yeah. it, you did it beautifully. So, <laughs> kudos to you. You mentioned that you take a year to write a book, and I, I saw this on your website, and I actually saw a YouTube interview with you, where you talked about a, a three month process of research, then the writing, and then three months of editing. You've written a lot of books. I was surprised to see that it still takes you three months to edit the books. And and pleased, I'll say that too, because uh, it gives me hope. I really believe strongly in editing. I think if you're a suspense novelist, that's when the best work is done. Um, You know, you want to, I feel like for suspense readers, you, you know, we want to play armchair detective. You know, part of the reading experience is trying to see if you can guess who did it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as a novelist, you want to give a fair shot at that. You know, there's some clues in there, but I don't want it to be obvious either. And I only wish I could sit down and get that all right the first time. But I'm <laughs> editing. It's excellent. <laughs> now, are, when you edit, are you chiseling things away to get to the final story? Are you adding things? What's the process like for you? It's been different for each book. I think it really is just fine tuning tuning it and polishing it up. Um, When I first wrote Find Her, I didn't know who did it. I didn't know the answer to this question. Is Flora a victim or vigilante? You know, I'm writing to find that answer. Mm -hmm. And so then at the end, you want to clean it all up, polish it all up, so it reads very seamlessly to you. And when you get to the end, hopefully it's surprising, but Yes, it makes perfect sense, too, now that you think about it. Like, all the pieces of the puzzle are there. And when you're writing the first draft of the book, or maybe even a second draft of the book, are all the elements there, uh, not just in the story, but, like, cliffhanger elements and things that keep us turning the page? Because whenever whenever there's a little bit of blank space on the page below a line, that last line does something to force you to, to keep reading. Is Is that something that comes in later? No, actually, I do that writing. That's called scene and sequel. You always want to end on a bit of a cliffhanger and start the next chapter, you know, grabbing someone's attention. And I think that does make for a great page turner. And it's, you know, fun as a writer, too, because it grabs my attention again, because, you know, I have to get myself to start the next chapter. (laughs) 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 All right. Now, the book is coming out today. I happen to know that it's available everywhere fine books are sold. You can buy it online. You can buy it at your favorite bookstore. You can get it everywhere, right? 
Absolutely. I hope readers enjoy Find Her. If they want any more information, they check, in, check out lisagardner.com. And while we're there, we are running a contest to kill a friend, meme a buddy sweepstakes, and you can nominate the person of your choice to die in my next novel. And I saw that someone won earlier, and they were in this novel. And I, I, I saw yeah. that in the acknowledgments, and I'm like, oh, how cool is that? I, in, in an interesting way. It's like, I'm not sure I'd want my wife. I think there's something in there about kill a mate or something like that. So. You know what? In, in, touch and go, in Touch and Go, someone, the wife nominated her husband. She wanted him to be the tough guy and to die a violent death. And I gave him like, <laughs> tattoos and everything. He was so pleased. <laughs> Like, whatever works. <laughs> that is a fantastic contest. Way to, way to get that reader involvement. Lisa, thank you so much for being here today, and kudos on a fantastic book. Find Her is just absolutely marvelous. Oh, thank you. In a world where hundreds of new books are released every day, how can readers find yours? I'm Stephen Campbell. I'm the CEO of Camven Media. What we do is provide digital assets and strategies to help authors find and keep new readers and fans. That's the way I pay the bills. But in this show, you and I indulge our shared love of mysteries and crime novels by spending time with the people who write them. One of the things I hope you like about this show is that we talk to the authors of different types of crime fiction. Everything from psychological thrillers like what Lisa Gardner has written with Find Her to uh, traditional mysteries, uh, the kinds of things uh, that, that some people might call cozy mysteries. Well, the Agatha Award nominees were announced er, last week, I think it was, and three of our former guests were uh, nominated for awards. Uh, the first of those was Hank Philippi Ryan, who's been on this show once, and she's been on some of my other shows as well. She's a multi-time award winner for her books. Um, and this one, the latest, which was just nominated, is What You See. The second book I want to mention is Macdeath, the first book in the Ivy Meadows mystery series by Cindy Brown. Cindy was a guest earlier in the year, and these... These Ivy Meadows books are seriously funny and very entertaining, and I'm, I'm thrilled that she was nominated for Best Debut Novel for Macdeath. The third guest who was nominated was Edith Maxwell, who writes a couple of different series, but she was nominated for A Questionable Death, which was a, or which is a short story. So congratulations to all three of those ladies. Uh, also, in exciting book news for me, uh, some of my favorite authors have released new books, and I got the emails over the weekend. One was from Mike Farrisey, who's just published the 13th in his Dev Haskell series, and this one is titled Scam Man. Mike was a guest on the show er, last year talking about the Dev Haskell series. It's, it's very entertaining, funny. Dev is a lo lovable loser kind of... Uh, Private Eye, and uh, the books are the books are very addictive. Uh, the second guest with a new book is Jeff Shelby, who writes three different series. My favorite of which is his Noah Braddock series, and it's been a while since we've had a new Noah. So he's just published the fifth in the series, titled Locked In. The first three Noah books took place in San Diego. The fourth one. He moved Noah to Florida so that he could get away from some problems that were 
that he had to get away from in San Diego. Well, in the fifth book, he's going back to San Diego. I haven't started either of these books yet, but I'm seriously looking forward to it. So what are you reading? Anything good? Did you get a good email over the weekend from one of your favorite authors letting you know that there's a a new book in one of your favorite series coming out? Shoot me an email and let me know. It's steve at camvenmedia.com. Thanks again for being here, and thanks so much for Lisa Gardner for being with us today. I'll be back again in a couple days with another interview.